0: No Doubter Nation, it is week 17 of the 2022 Major League Baseball season, and we are back for another weekly Major League Baseball recap here on No Doubter. I'm your co-host, Travis T-Bone with my right-hand man, as always, Barrett Boom Stick. Boom, how are you this evening?
1: I'm doing well. It is hot, but something happened here in the great state of Texas that hasn't happened in a while. Water fell
0: from the sky. I, I, <laughs> I didn't know how to react. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what speak- is this? the the rain uh for the first time in like over two months i think at this point now of uh, of measurable rain it uh it was a serotonin boost that i did not know i needed it was uh it was fantastic um yeah cooled everything down Mm -hmm. just made things smell nice and fresh uh went out after work to go pick myself up some chipotle we're not sponsored by them i just like their food just have to shout out there and uh (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, you know, got some, got some uh, good grub in my stomach there. We got to get, get, get a taste of the fresh air while I was out. So, um, yeah, just an over, overall good day. And so, uh, yeah, we get to talk about baseball and that, which makes it even better. of the day because
1: uh right now i'm watching your rangers beat up on my astros which isn't the most fun thing in the world uh, but hey <laughs> well, get your get your victories while you can
0: right <laughs> yes i mean i'm not i i yeah, we're up right now for nothing at the top of the fourth but i don't <laughs> don't put a whole lot of stock into that because as i've seen with my rangers this year things can turn on a dime and it, it's either it's either starting pitching doesn't really do anything and we can't get runs and then we come in uh, with our bullpen and uh hold things down and still can't score runs or uh or our uh our starting pitching is great uh and then our bullpen just completely <laughs> uh, the wheels fall off, and it turns into a whole new game at that point. So yes, we will uh, we will see. But hey, if, uh, if if the if the uh, Rangers find a way to get uh, get this series win uh, here, you know, and get a nice opening win here to start the series, wouldn't be opposed to that. <laughs> there you go, Martin
1: Perez. It's a good thing you didn't give him up because man, oh man, that guy is he's a stud you need to hang on to that guy build around him bring up jack leiter bring up kumar i mean yes both both your guys who your marcus Simeon and Corey
0: seager both have homers off the astros tonight yes so. we need we need the pitching help because i uh seeing seen my uh my rangers on sunday and spencer howard being out there on the mound uh that is not going to get the job done so we, uh, <laughs> uh, uh we uh we we need the help for sure and uh and certainly need the help in the outfield as well too uh in that part of the lineup but uh that's neither here nor there uh we've got uh my rangers i don't even have plans really to talk about them takes there's certainly way more teams that uh, that, that deserve <laughs> yeah. the attention comparably that you know are actually in it and have storylines <laughs> at this point in the year um but with that in mind we're going to uh you know no no porn score this week. We're taking a week off. I'm just uh, sipping on a little brev- beverage I've got here beside myself tonight. Uh, but we are going to start out with that in mind, the way that we, uh, we start out uh, our shows otherwise. And that is with our no doubter of the week. And it is none other than my man, Nathaniel Lowe, Texas yeah. Rangers from Sunday the game that I was at, yes. high above, uh, high above home plate, uh, <laughs> sitting and watching it. So uh, boom, you saw boom. it in real life. I did see it in real life. Unfortunately, I was starting to kind of check out the game, and I had my uh, my phone down, and I hear the crack of the bat. I look up, and it's like, uh, "Yep, that thing is <laughs> oh. uh, that thing is gone." It's uh, a <laughs> yes. um, but yeah. If you want to pull uh, Mr. Lowe's uh, run up here on
1: screen, I would be happy to. So. Uh we'll set the scene and you can provide what little commentary you can on the eyewitness account. But um I guess for the viewers back home, and if you are unable to see this people, you need to subscribe to our YouTube channels so that way you can see all of our no doubters of the week. And really, I don't blame you for checking out this point. It's the bottom of the seventh. White Sox are up eight to one. So yeah it it you know it's rough you got Diekman pitching against uh, Nathaniel Lau who was 2 for 3 on the night so he's finding the bat pretty well so it's the bottom of the 7th it's another blowout but then boom he follows through on the swing i mean it just well what even they even said no doubter look at that
0: <laughs> yeah yes. it's uh i you know I'm more and more intrigued as time goes by. I think this is—I can't remember if we've had a no doubter so far this season that has happened at Globe Life Field. Boom. Maybe one, maybe two tops. Um, yes, the, the most I can remember. I don't even remember what they, who they back. would have been from uh, there. But as I've talked about uh, before, I think the Rangers really need to invest in pitching. Uh, because the way that Globe Life Field plays comparative to the old Globe Life Park across the street is it is a it just has a very cavernous kind of feel to it. It is a place where just offense uh, just you know, kind of gets lost there uh, for whatever reason, just depending on terms of like how the ball flies, how the air reacts of it being indoors, just kind of whether it's more like a downhill or an uphill type of playing. I think it's maybe more of a more of an uphill kind of kind of playing part comparative to to Globe Life Park, that it's it is those balls that are hit more out towards kind of interestingly enough, like the more you can get the the launch angle and the velocity kind of more straight out center, and then you know, or it kind of, you know, it hits more towards, you know, like down the middle of like the left or right field there, the better it is. There's not a lot of really deep, like, like hard left or hard right hit balls that I think get out there. And there's a, you, you have to be able to work the small ball. You have to be able to get those, get those power hits uh, out into the outfield there, get on base, push runs across that way. Um, Because it is kind of place where the, I think maybe there's the advantage a little bit of, uh, maybe kind of some depth perception uh, advantage a bit where uh, where the outfield, the defense has the the ability to track down the ball easier than maybe you would at other parks. There, uh, I've just seen you know what seems like a really crazy closing rates in that regard. Um, that's that, that, uh, that some players have every once in a while. Um, but I think uh, yeah, it's it's interesting how Globe Life Field plays that way. Um, it's still. Yeah, I mean, we we looked at their final score. It was eight to two. Ultimately, there <laughs> you can certainly push across the runs there. Uh, yeah, just oh, Rangers team just isn't. Uh, it hasn't been really built to do that. Uh, I yeah. mean the the. Just sitting in a minus one, we're in differential right now. I mean, certainly we're so much better offensively than we were last year, but there's not quite the total team that needs to be to be competitive. And certainly, uh, it's really going to start on the mound. And that's why I'm looking forward to the future of guys uh, like Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker uh to yes. make their way and you know, and even further offensive spark from uh, potentially Josh Young getting the call up uh before the end of the season. He just uh just finished up his rehab stint uh there you go there he got uh, he got activated uh by round rock they are playing up in Oklahoma City I believe against the uh, the OKC Dodgers up there who are uh, the, uh, the Dodgers triple-a team um, mm-hmm. and so uh yeah he's uh and he's had just had a very strong uh, return to baseball uh, you know since the injury back over the offseason and it's uh um yeah there's a, there's another future piece that could potentially be on the way as well.
1: Yes, the future is bright for the Rangers. Uh, it, it is within grasp. Uh, I'm certainly optimistic about your chances. Uh, I want you guys to contend with the Astros. The AL West is much better off when the Texas teams are duking it out like they did not so long ago. But congratulations to Nathaniel Lau. 452 feet, all of it. Maybe hitting it off of the slider. 110.9 miles per hour off the bat. So congratulations. This is the first no doubter of the Week that is given to a Texas Ranger, it is uh, the it is the best award they will win all season long. <laughs> <laughs> did, <laughs> Unless did you a miracle give, happens, did you
0: card. give that to him as a sympathy bid, or uh, no, did, uh, did you think
1: I, he was legitimately
0: the best home run of? Uh, no,
1: I mean I did the check like I do every week, and I mean that one was it was the furthest, and you know I mean the announcer said it himself. I mean if the announcer calls it, a no doubter. I mean. There you go. And again, it's all it's all subjective. There is so much bias in the show. It is <laughs> it, it, it emanates from us. But yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it certainly does. But no, yeah. Um let's just let's move on down to some general topics. And this Thursday night, it is the second ever Field of Dreams game. It's taking place Dyersville, Iowa, the cornfields. The Cincinnati Reds will be playing the Chicago Cubs. It's going to be tough to beat last year's Field of Dreams game between the Yankees and the White Sox. Of course, that was it was that was the best way to do it, because I mean, the Yankees are the Yankees, but the movie itself is based around the Blackhawks, a.k.a. the White Sox. So. That was the best way to start it. And last year's Field of Dreams game was legitimately a really good game. It was like 3 run bomb, 3 run bomb, 3 run bomb here. It was just trading homers left and right. And then, of course, it's a walk-off home run by Tim Anderson. Oh, so yeah. that th- that's going to be tough. I mean, so it's a game. Everyone's watching it. It broke all kinds of records in terms of regular season viewing. And it was an epic walk-off win. So this time around... And the Cincinnati Reds with the Chicago Cubs. Now I don't, uh, you know, I don't fault MLB for going like this. They are
0: trying to attract the natural fan base, which is smart. Um, yeah. they they've made the decision this year to go with National League as opposed to the American League last yeah. year. You've got another Midwest. Uh, you got two Midwest teams there, both the uh, both Cincinnati and Chicago, and Chicago, which certainly is a is a very short drive from uh, from Dyersville. Uh, Out there, but it's just (laughs) these two teams are nowhere near the quality (laughs) uh, caliber teams that uh, that uh, last year's uh, White Sox and Yankees were. So it's (laughs) yeah, it's just not going to I don't think anybody expects the same quality of baseball to be played as we uh, as we saw last year.
1: Yeah, the probable pitchers are going to be Smiley from the Cubs and Nodolo from the Reds. Both of them have a three point nine seven and four point four era respectively so not terrible but it's certainly not elite um i will definitely at least tune into a little bit of it um you know they chose it it is what it is if they're going to keep this going i wonder if they'll go back to the al and it would definitely i'm i'm interested in further matchups to be honest these two teams are 16 games back I mean, I'm sure it'll be fun. But like I said, I will at least check in because it's something different. And I think while it won't break last year's records, I still think people will head on over to Fox and at least check it out a little bit. And if it's a good game, they might stick around because you have the visual appeal. And I don't know how much longer they're going to do this game, but I think it's certainly worth doing, especially when it's some marquee ones. And I think that MLB is going to try harder to have some marquee ones. They're probably going to do the Dodgers at some point because I mean, they come on. I mean, they got to, and then, but share, share the love. I don't know. It's going to be one of those things where it's like, it's our team's turn. So it would be awesome if it was Rangers, (laughs) if it it was Rangers Astros, Oh, (laughs) all Texas. (laughs) Great. Oh man! Just we're gonna all the state of Texas is gonna watch. <laughs> One can only dream, but that's taking place this Thursday evening at uh, I believe six fifteen p.m. Central. So we will definitely have a recap for y'all next Tuesday when we come back. And then we have two other short things before we go into our normal recaps. So we all agreed that the San Diego Padres won the trade deadline they were the winners they got all the sexy picks they got <laughs> Josh Bell Juan Soto and Josh Hader and but they they're now on a five <laughs> game losing streak <laughs> yes uh, uh, they are not coming into fruition which that's just funny man it's just funny how it's just not it didn't happen like that i mean you you juxtapose that with the Astros, the Astros get Trey Mancini, and he th- he hits three homers in the course of two games, including his first ever grand slam. And yeah, the Astros haven't won every single game, but it was an immediate firepower. You look at the Padres; they're just it just the bats were cold. It's just bad timing. So yikes! And it's <laughs> it's just a funny thing to point out. It's it takes a whole team. You can't just put a top three player in your lineup and expect an immediate turnaround it takes all the players
0: <laughs> yes as, as my rangers uh <laughs> learned this year that uh you know it's uh it, you, you can make worthy investments uh in uh you know bringing guys on but having to understand like what the long game is of that because uh uh one marcus simeon and one Corey cory uh, are, are not enough to turn around an entire baseball team. <laughs> one that has been hired in so much bad baseball for so long. Uh, it is, yeah, it is the total team effort. It is the mix of chemistry of, uh, of, of, you know, your free agency, uh, of your farm system, of your drafting, of your, uh, of your trades, uh your your long-term development of guys the the whole nine yards or the or all four bases in this case here uh you've got a <laughs> you've got to cover the entire field uh yeah one man one man alone cannot do it that is the beauty of the game of baseball
1: there you go that is the beauty of the game of baseball but I, I will tell you a team that is back and a team that is at full strength for the first time this whole season a team that is oh so scary i will go and do a more in-depth analysis of them when we do the recaps, but just briefly touching base on it. The New York Mets are at full strength. They have DeGrom. They have Scherzer. They are one-two punches back. Their starting pitchers are healthy. They're having fun. DeGrom is throwing upwards of 102 miles an hour. Ladies and gentlemen, the Mets are scary. (laughs) They're
0: They're getting hot at the right time of year. So oh, it's a great time! Yeah. To, to be healthy, to have guys playing at the top of their game, uh, showing to be a complete team. Uh, yeah, it's the uh, <laughs> there's gonna be there's gonna be some fun baseball in New York City this fall. That's for sure.
1: Oh yeah, um, and we're gonna go over it, but let's just say when we get to our power rankings, there are four teams. It is a four horse race really when it comes to the power rankings two of them are in the AL and two of them are in the NL you can probably guess them all but hint the Mets are one of them and I mean is it just gonna be these four teams in the championship series I don't know if we just go chalk talk and do the records we'll see but I'm just I've been very impressed with the Mets. As of now, they're a seven-game lead over the Braves. The Braves—they were coming within striking distance, but no, enter Degrom, and it's looking like it's over. And they—I mean—they have breathing room, and I mean, they're—they're they're having fun over there in Queens. I mean, it—it's it, something palpable. It's something tangible. I watch Mets games, and the fans—they show up, and they're into it. So. It's nice to see the love spread around. The Big Apple has been that they've it's been the place for baseball this year, without a doubt. You've had the the fan the Fairrunner fans coming out of the woodwork like that Homer Simpsons meme. They go into the bush and they come out <laughs> wearing either Mets or Yankees hats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh man. Well, uh, speaking of that, let's go ahead. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's talk about the divisions of Trav, I'm turning it back over to you, man.
0: Absolutely. We're going to start off as always with the American league East. Um, <laughs> and you know, not a whole lot new to talk about here. Uh, as we've talked about every single time, this division is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the New York Yankees now, uh, not just at the, uh, <laughs> This couldn't have been that long ago that we were talking about this team crossing the century mark in terms of their uh, their run differential. They have now doubled that, more than double that. Now have a plus two hundred six run differential on the year. They're sitting at seventy one thirty nine on the year, thir- six forty five winning percentage, forty one fifteen at home, thirty and twenty four uh, away. Um, yeah, you know it's kind of interesting. Like they're definitely considerably better at home than they are away. Uh, I mean, they're just dominant at home. I mean, 30 and 24, that's nothing to scoff at, but it just shows like it's, it's another is another level of baseball that they're playing when they get up there, uh, when they're up at home at Yankee stadium. And this team, uh, continues on just the path that they've been on all year. Uh, Aaron judge is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, he has 44 home runs on the year. He now has a greater than 300, uh, 300 batting average, um, Touch briefly here. I'm kind of spitballing a little bit uh because my uh unfortunately some of my tabs I have opened here are uh, are not uh, not working uh like they were just a few minutes ago. So uh the, the Toronto Blue Jays uh are also having a very good season. Uh recently dismissed their manager and seems maybe like giving them a little bit of spark here. They're now sitting 10 and a half games behind uh uh the Yankees at this point really is going to take something incredible for them to, uh, to I think ultimately surpass the Yankees and win this division, but very safely in the wild card. As of right now uh, there with that five fifty uh, winning percentage on the year, 34 and 21 at home, 26 and 28 on the road. Uh, Alec Manoa, uh, the former West Virginia Mountaineer just continues to be absolutely dominant on the mound. Um, there uh, got to, They've yeah, got they've got the offensive firepower that could go with it as well, and that certainly has been uh, been working more in their favor lately. Having the plus sixty one run differential on the year, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays just continue to sit right there in the grand scheme of things. Uh, Yandy Diaz, the third baseman, right now slashing two seventy six, three ninety, and three eighty four. Isaac Paredes, the third baseman, uh, has leading this team with 14 home runs on the year, has a 222 batting average and 31 RBIs to complement that part of his game as well. Uh, Randy Orozarena, the star player from last year, has uh, uh, certainly been playing well this season. Uh, overall, 51 runs batted in, it's leading this team. Also has 12 home runs and a 258 batting average to his credit. Uh, on the pay- pitching side of things, we've talked about Shane McClanahan many a times on the show. 2.24 ERA has 10 wins credited him as a starter 161 strikeouts on the year that is ridiculous um and then continuing you know starting to give the the props once again to the baltimore orioles just continuing to exceed all expectations i think anybody within baseball had last year they're 13 and a half games um uh behind uh the first place in the division however still very much in the wild card race at this point of the year boasting a plus 7 run differential they're 7-3 in their last 10 games uh you know they just uh, uh trade now is playing uh, down in houston uh, but you know there's still some other guys that uh, you know can get things done as well for this team uh and certainly it looks uh, it looks like things are ultimately working out for them at the moment here uh, you know, still so gives them a decent fighting chance. While uh, we're still also building for the future as well, too. It's talked about seven and three in their last ten games. Uh, but the Red Sox, boy oh boy, uh, <laughs> is this just uh, <laughs> are things just uh, are things just turning into more and more of a dumpster fire? Unfortunately for the Red Sox at this time of year, uh, Chris Sale breaks his hand, I believe, and I think it was like a cycling accident or some sort of uh, or like a car crash or something. Uh, there is on the IL now. Um, <laughs> uh, it, 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 the man gets healthy and then now he's unhealthy again. Uh, t- tough times. Uh, tough times up there on the Hava because, uh, <laughs> it's not, uh, you're, you're looking at the rest of your, uh, looking at the rest of your, your division, um, uh, having fun. Uh, it's like that, uh, that SpongeBob meme of, uh, Squidward looking out his window and, uh, <laughs> uh, Patrick and SpongeBob are down running around out there. And they've got like, you know, like the logos like over their faces and stuff to represent who they are. That's the uh, that's the American League East and Boston right now are just kind of watching from their apartment window. Uh as everybody else is uh is having fun and it's right there in the uh, thick of it. Possibly possible with the possibility that the uh <laughs> the, the entire wild card this year in the american <laughs> league is occupied by the al east and right wow. now things are just trending in the wrong direction uh for the red Sox, sitting uh sitting four and six in their last 10 games uh just the woes that they've had with injuries uh with offense everything is everything is just a mess in for form right now but uh other than that, if you're a fan of the other four teams, it's uh, it's good times in baseball land. It is a good time in baseball land. The AL East
1: is competitive as always, but what a downfall for the Red Sox. Their trade deadline acquisitions were interesting, to say the <laughs> least. <laughs> that's that's and, a very nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah, and, and now this happens. They were looking forward to Sale coming back, and it just completely blows up in their face. They're just throwing so much money at them, and... Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Cannot stay healthy. I do not envy you, Red Sox fans, uh, better luck next year. So let's go on down to the NL East, and it is all the New York Mets. I touched on them briefly, but I have to give them some more love. They are on a four-game win streak. They have won eight out of their two. Uh, eight out of their last 10 games. They have a seven-game lead over the Atlanta Braves. The Braves came within striking distance, but the Mets are pulling away. Uh, the Braves are on a three-game losing streak, so the the path, the, the discrepancy has been widened. The, this Mets team, uh, you just you have to take them extremely seriously at this point. And one of the key aspects that we don't talk about as much is Lindor's back he's just have quietly having a pretty awesome season uh 19 bombs on the year 268 batting average 457 slugging 802 ops he has the highest wins above replacement on the entire team i mean i mean come on it's his comeback has been remarkable i mean yeah he's not Necessarily contending with uh, uh, the all-star shortstops of the day, but uh, he he is he is solid. An 802 OPS that is rock solid. I mean, if you can get that out of every single one of your players, you're 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 awesome. Pete Alonzo's is having a breakout year. 29 bombs on the year. The guy just all he does is hit no doubters, and it's about and. I'm sure he he will win our no doubter our very a very objective no doubter of the week award, prior to the season being done. But he's having fun. Starling Marte is having fun too. With an 806 OPS, the love just gets shared among this team. That is one of the keys to their success. When it comes to pitching, Degrom is back. He has pitched 10 and two thirds innings, 2.53 ERA. A 0.47 whip. Again, extremely small sample size, but he was clocking in at around upwards of 102 miles per hour. So he is back. They have to monitor him. They have to keep him. They have to be very, very careful. And I'm sure they are going, they, they timed it well because he is delivering. And I'm sure he's going to get better and better as he gets warmed up. But in the meantime, you got Scherzer, 1.98 ERA. 0.90 whip. I mean, that's just disgusting right there. And then Bassett, Carrasco, and Walker all have ERAs below four. I mean, it's it's really not terrible. Bassett is, I mean, he's a workhorse. He's been pitching so many innings, 130 innings. Uh, the guy's got a 339 ERA, 1.12 whip. It's nothing to scoff at at all. I mean, uh, you got that at your 1, 2, and 3, you're in great shape. Uh, the Braves kind of faltering a little bit and the you know, I was concerned about them at the beginning. They were pushing away, but uh, um, they're just um, they need to find their feeding uh, feet again. They still have the talent. Matt Olson fits like a glove with an 818 OPS. Uh, Austin Riley. He's just, it's a good thing that they locked him in because Austin Riley is just one of the unsung heroes of all of baseball. 29 bombs, 296 average, 584 slugging, 942 OPS. Those are in fantastic numbers. Uh, Swanson, 809 OPS, 16 bombs on the year. He's quietly one of the best shortstops in baseball. I think the downfall when it comes to the Braves is their pitching. Uh, and really, Charlie Morton. It's unfortunate that he has a 409 ERA. I think he's past his prime at this point. The Astros certainly enjoyed him for when he was, uh, uh na- you know, nasty Charlie Morton. But uh, it- he's not entirely useless. Ian Anderson, five eleven ERA. Um, but I mean, you still got Max Freed with the 260 ERA, Kyle Wright with the 322. But it's just besides those two, it's just it's pretty hit or miss. Uh, Spencer Strider hasn't had the innings that they have inspected that they have expected out of him, and they just really gotta hope that Freed and Wright can hold down the fort because other because if they can't, it's gonna be tough. I mean, they might make the playoffs, but can they can they go do a deep run? You you should you want to pass put it past them. They have the postseason experience, but. You got to be careful. And then there is one team that I have yet to cover. It's a team that is slowly but surely fighting its way into relevance. While they might be a mere 10 games behind, they, it is a scrappy team, a team that is in the wild card. If the season were to stop today, the Braves have a four game lead in the wild card but uh, one-game lead belongs to the Philadelphia Phillies. Let's unpack this team a little bit. Nick Castellanos is a complete bust this year. He has 10 bombs on the year, a negative 0.6 wins above replacement. That ain't going to cut it. It is very disappointing. Kyle Schwarber, on the other hand, 34 bombs on the year. That's a whole lot. 204 batting average. Not that great. But still, 304 bombs on the year. These are like Joey Gallo numbers, except... They're actually worth a darn because he has 34 bombs, (laughs) 805 OPS. Reese Hoskins, 24 bombs, 841 OPS. I mean, come on. That's incredible. Uh, Bryce Harper, uh, the guy's still out. uh, But, man, when he was in, oh, boy, was he incredible. Uh, They got to hope to give him back in. I'll get an injury report on him in a sec. When it comes to the pitching, it's not too shabby either. Aaron Nola. 317 ERA, fantastic. 0.95 whip. Zach Wheeler, 269 ERA. He was my pick for the Cy Young. Now, I, I think he can win, you know, just at any point. I mean, he's certainly talented, and a 269 ERA is not It's not terrible, but you certainly have plenty more in-all pitchers like Scherzer who just have better numbers. So, uh, I mean, but still... He, he's a rock-solid starter, and when he got Nola and Wheeler and even Kyle Gibson with a 436, not too shabby, uh, this team, they can sneak their way into the postseason, win a lot of other teams, a lot of other people, they... They didn't give him a lot of credit. When it comes to Bryce Harper, he is on the 10-day I.L. He has not regained as much flexibility in his thumb as anticipated. He is not yet ready to face pitchers. When will he be ready? That remains to be seen. But they need to get him back. Because if for some reason the Philadelphia Phillies sneak their way into the postseason, they are going to want Bryce Harper. This is a top five player in the game. And if they have him on their squad, they give themselves the best chance to make it far. And there you go. That's my
0: update for the NL East. Man, I love it. There, uh, <laughs> the East Coast is here. Just great yeah. baseball yes. being played up East and Coast, down. Baby. It's uh, some, some say uh, you know the uh, the uh, the bullish. Uh, <laughs> Western U.S. dwellers, uh, some some of them might say, you know, East Coast, least Coast, but uh, <laughs> that, uh, I say opposite this year. I think they're, you know, they are they are the coast with the most. Uh, yes, in, uh, in 2022, uh, especially here in baseball land. Uh, but yes, less now at this time of the show, we start making our trek further out west, and you know, I'm about to say, folks, we're going to go to America's heartland, and we're going to first out off. Start in the American League Central and talk about the division leading Minnesota Twins, but they only sit up by one game right now. Uh they're they're 10 and they're five and five in their last 10 games. Uh but you know the the the, the Guardians and the White Sox right below them <laughs> have been playing better lately in this uh this mess of a division here. Uh just this isn't a this isn't a division by any stretch that has uh, has firepower, uh, a lot of it to it if we're we're gonna be honest here. yeah, um, you know like at, at the top here, you've got the plus twenty seven run differential with the with the twins. Uh, the team two and a half games behind uh, them, the white sox have a minus fourteen run differential. And the Royals and the Tigers uh, can't hit the butt side of a the barn. They're at uh, they're at a minus one twenty and one thirty run differentials respectively here. Uh, so, you know, we just we we kind of patronized this uh, this division a little bit here because of how weak it has been this year. But we're going to give them the due here. We're going to talk about these teams being just behind and knocking on the door here of it. So uh, it really it's the same old, same old. Kind of with uh, with Minnesota right now. Luis Arias, Byron Buxton, Jorge Polanco leading the charge offensively for this team. Uh, the Joe Ryan show continues now. He has 89 strikeouts on the year. The Guardians here. Andres Jimenez, the second baseman, is knocking the door now of a 300 batting average on the year and also uh, complaining that slash line Three, with 364 on base percentage and a 481 slugging percentage. Jose Ramirez, the star third baseman, leading this team in home runs and runs bad and at 21 and 87, respectively. Also boasts a 284 batting average on the year. Uh, Tristan McKenzie, Shane Bieber holding things down on the mound as they've been all year. Uh, the White Sox here. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, this team is just—it's—it's it's interesting here. Uh, doesn't help that uh, that Tim Anderson uh, has a hand issue, that's putting him on the injured list for a little bit. Um, uh, I got to see uh, see my Rangers play uh, play these guys on Sunday. Uh, you know, it's been a struggle for Lucas Giolito this year. He was on the mound for them. He threw over 100 innings. Hundred, not hundred innings. A hundred—that'd uh, be a wild game. This isn't cricket. Um, he threw over—he uh, threw over hundred pitches, and I think about like a six-inning span uh, on Sunday. There uh, had really good command of things. Not—not not a whole lot of velocity. Not a whole lot of you know crazy pitches there, but just solid and consistent. I uh, was able to get the job done uh, for them there in that eight-two win over uh, over my Rangers. Um, Jose Abreu, the first baseman, leading this team in home runs of 400 on the year, batting a 300 flat average and 55 RBIs to go with it. Uh, Luis Robert, the c- center fielder, 56 runs batted in, leads this team, also has 12 home runs, and is also knocking on the door of a 300 batting average uh, at this point, too. Dylan Cease, the, uh, the ultimate all star game snub uh, here. Just under two ERA right now, 166 strikeouts, 12 wins. Here, oh man, I the boom. How do you feel about this division? Here is this a division that if somebody, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or any one of these teams, you know, I mean, it's you know, with the expanded wild card this year, um, it's not inconceivable that you know that one of these teams isn't that far above 500, but with how uh. You know with the expanded wild card and how the the floor for that in terms of one of the final uh, spots in there isn't uh, far off from 500 either. If one or more of these teams makes it into the playoffs, are there any of those three teams that you look at that's just like kind of, kind of just the like, hey, watch out. <laughs> this record isn't super impressive on paper for the regular season, but if they get in, they could go on a run uh, in mm, the playoffs this year.
1: Man... I just wouldn't really, when you look at the American League side of things, I just think that Astros and the, Yan- and the Yankees are, they're extremely formidable. I think the Blue Jays, they have, I mean, they have the depth. And so when you look at other teams besides those, I think the Rays are a scrappy team, should they make it? Um, it's just this. these teams just don't have, playoff experience i know the white Sox made it last year but their team's just been very inconsistent as of late so i just you know it could be a miracle i mean the nationals won in 2019 when they were the wild card team they won the whole thing but i'm not putting a lot of stock in these teams um Maybe with Carlos Correa being on the twins, he just he gives them some pep in their step. He's like, hey, I'm used to this. You know, I'm used to being in the playoffs and this is how we do it. This is our mindset that might actually be worth the darn. Uh, So really, if I'm going to have to pick any of these teams, I mean, I pick the twins. I just think that they have the best depth. I'm, I'm extremely excited about the Guardians. I really I'm very impressed with this team. And Cleveland fans, uh, they give them something to be happy about because the guardians are a phenomenal team. They split the series against the Astros and I mean, they, they got talent.
0: So I don't know. Yeah. It's this, this division is a toss up for sure. Uh None oh, yeah. of us really know. Um we'll, we'll That's what better- makes it exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what makes this game beautiful here. That is uh is unpredictable it involves series it involves total team performances it involves you know at the end you know once we hit we hit the month of october uh the hunt for october and that world series trophy who who's seen whoever's going to raise it begins it is then a total evaluation uh from each series from beginning to end of what did the story tell about that team that mm-hmm. moves on and that side of the bracket um and so those those stories will be written very soon Oh, we still got uh, plenty of games for the next couple months to uh, to play there, and we got some. Uh, you know, we're gonna send it out to another. Uh, we're gonna keep things here, in America's Heartland, as well. Send <laughs> it out now to the National League Central, where my team that I predicted uh, <laughs> yeah. that to uh, to win this division uh, has gone back into the driver's seat now, uh, and uh, and holds the keys and controls their own destiny to it. Boom. Uh, let's let's talk about this division, the uh, the one NL Central.
1: Yes, and of course the team you're talking about is the St. Louis Cardinals. They're on a seven game win streak. People, they've won nine of their last ten. They have a two game lead over the Brewers. And this team, uh, it's being led by one man in particular. They very they are led by a lot, but one man who is just the overwhelming front runner for the MVP, and that's Mr. Paul Goldschmidt the video the video game numbers they're there and they just do, do not go away 26 bombs 332 average 415 on base percentage 614 slugging 1.029 OPS and those are just those are stupid numbers i mean and then Nolan Arenado who won player of the week for the second time this year it, the and this guy's got a 920 OPS 301 batting average 551 slugging 22 bombs i mean when you got your 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 infield is just is so stacked on top of stacked, and then your supporting cast isn't too shabby either. Dylan Carlson for crying out loud, seven fifteen OPS, seven bombs in the year. Tommy Edman, uh, 6, 86 OPS. It's not it's it, I mean, it's not great, but a two fifty six average is is pretty rock solid. Uh, he's putting a lot of innings in. Uh, it's this is a team that's just it spreads the load. Uh, you got it, It's the nostalgia trip for this team. Albert Pujols, seven bombs on the year, seven eleven OPS, uh, uh two twenty eight batting average. I mean, he, he his contributions are intangible on the uh, at this rate. Uh, he and Albert Pujols, he and Yadier Molina, their wins above replacement are literally zero and negative point ones respectively. But you I mean you got to think that. It's gonna be their last year on the team for both of them. They're having fun, they're showing the leadership. And I truly believe that they are providing a piece of the puzzle. It's the pitching, however, that is really keeping this team in the mix. Miles Mikola is a 292 ERA, fantastic. Adam Rainwright, 342 ERA, which isn't too shabby, not at all. He's a workhorse, too, putting in a lot of innings, 134 so far. Uh, You've got Andre Pallante, 303 ERA. you got Dakota Hudson with a 420 ERA. could be better, but it certainly could be worse as well. Uh, this team is just, they've got weapons the whole way through. And then when it comes to the Brewers, I really think that... Uh, when they traded away Josh Hader, it took the wind out of their sails. Uh, this team is on a two-game losing streak. They've only won four out of their last ten, and I just I, very I just puzzling
0: don't... trade deadline for, uh, for the I Brewers. Know. It's like they they didn't go aggressively uh like being right in the thick of things and like uh, like being on the verge of a team that you know could really compete here it's like uh yeah. whatever <laughs> i
1: mean yeah it's just they wanted to sell high on Josh Hader but it's like why now i mean your team is still competitive
0: like, go go get a ring come on it's, come on
1: uh, you know it's uh, your fans i mean you you screwed them over i mean at this point you might as well just sell everybody uh, because that was a sell kind of move uh and that was I'm pretty sure that was their only transaction. I uh, mean, Christian Jalic, he, he he's okay this year. He's be okay is better than ineffective. Uh, he's got a 756 OPS. Uh, Rowdy Tellez, 803 OPS, 22 bombs. So, so does Willie Adamez, a great pickup from last year from the Tampa Bay Rays. Pitching-wise, my pick to win the Cy Young I had thought it was Zach Wheeler, but it was actually Corbin Burns, two forty-five ERA, zero point nine three WHIP. It's certainly still possible. You definitely got to look at Scherzer, though. That guy is probably the front runner. Uh, but other than that, Eric Lauer, three fifty-nine ERA, Aaron Aspie, four thirty-two, Brandon Woodruff. His ERA is starting to come down a little bit, which is great to see. Three forty-nine ERA last year. He was elite, and it. But it's just they don't have it. They, they don't have Josh Hader, so he's gone. I mean, last year they had Josh Hader, Brandon Woodruff, and Corbin Burns, and all three of those people were pitching out of their minds. This time, Burns is still solid, but Woodruff has taken a long time to come back down, and now they don't have even have Josh Hader. So I just, I can't give this team any stock. I can't give him any credit. I mean, I, just, I have no faith in this team. I do have faith in the Cardinals, because they're the hot team on the block. But for the Brewers... Get out of here. I mean, their fans have got to be very frustrated. I know I would be frustrated because, yeah, two games isn't terrible. But, I mean, it's just it it affected players. You could tell in their interviews. So it's just it's all going to be a party up in St. Louis, baby. And one of the most formidable fan bases in all of baseball, they are happy. They are happy. They are showing up. It is a uh, Bush stadium is rocking and yes, they I believe are, they set the, yes. they set
0: the record just a few days ago for the largest crowd ever in attendance at Bush stadium. And uh there you go. It's, <laughs> it's the 10th <tenth> man. <laughs> yes. In full is, effect. Uh, so. Yeah. They're, they're getting their, their post atmosphere started early because, uh, uh, the cards fans, they can smell it. They can smell a special team and one that has the horses to compete for a, uh, uh you know to yes. keep for a national league uh, championship title this year and you know if uh, once you get to that uh, that world series matchup who knows at that point anything happens so uh fun fun times in america's heartland with uh with some uh, interesting storylines here even if not as st- strong from top to bottom but let's finish this episode out today talking about the uh, the AL West to start here the uh, the Western uh, Division teams here both in the American League and the National League here so we start with the AL West side Houston Astros what do we gotta say yeah they split a series with the Guardians uh, do drop a series as well to the Red Sox uh, gets swept by the uh, by the A's but uh, you know as, uh, as a wise man named uh, Ron Washington once said. That's just how baseball go. Uh, (laughs) But there's still plenty of horses on this team here uh, to compete in terms of a total team package here. Uh, Eric Jordan, Jordan Alvarez, designated hitter, uh, killing things all around from his slashing percentage, 300, 407, 638, leading the team with home runs and RBI at 30 and 73, respectively. uh, Pitching. Justin Verlander, uh, we've talked about how great he has been all year. Uh, but Christian Javier as well too. Now I've got to give him a shout out with 132 strikeouts on the year that leads this team. Uh, not nowhere near the ERA that uh, that Verlander's sporting uh, with the uh, Javier's being at 3.14, and only six wins to his credit. But uh, you know has, knows how to get in there, and get the job done when it's his time. Uh, the Mariners right now, friends, the fun differential is a long gone thing with this program uh the, as of this year mariners right now sitting at plus 13 uh run dif- uh, run differential on the year they are five and five in their last 10 games as are the astros too um but uh you know there's there's a reason why this team has been uh the improvement that they have been we've spoken about ty france now he is cr- he's cracked the 300 batting average at this point on the year It's complementing it with an on-base percentage of 373 and a slugging percentage of 470. Eugenio Suarez, the third baseman, 18 home runs, leads this team, also is batting 230 with 58 runs batted in, also leads this team. Um, Yeah, it's interesting that they are so... Yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're not... Absolutely blowing things away offensively here, but you know they've got you know there's some good things to look out. This team in terms of being 13th uh, in the league and in uh, on base percentage, and then 20th in uh, in slugging percentage. I mean that can certainly be better. Uh, but you know they're not dead last in terms of what their offense is doing. And their pitching certainly has been uh, really has been uh, uh, where things have been at this year. Uh, Logan Gilbert's ERA might be a 3.47, but he does boast 10 wins as starter and 122 strikeouts. Robbie Ray leading this team at 149 strikeouts. Uh, yeah, I think the, you know, the, the Mariners here, uh, they, they, they definitely play well home. They can also play pretty good on the road too. Um, they've got, to certainly I think if the, if the Mariners can get in, uh, one of these, uh, wild card spots, uh, again, we're not looking at them probably winning the American league this year, but they could, uh, they could very well, uh, be in contention to, uh, uh, to get an ALDS win, uh, if they get into uh, uh, in, into that uh, that side of things with the bracket, um, so yeah, it's, uh, things still sit pre-status quo uh, for this uh, for this division. Boom, how about you tell us what is going down right now in the NL West? The NL1. We touched on we touched on the Padres here. Things are fortunately trending in the wrong direction after a blockbuster trade <laughs> here. But the the Dodgers they uh, they look as strong as ever, and some some other good teams as well playing baseball here.
1: Yes, a good team on paper um, on a win streak ever since the acquisition of their new star player Joey Gallo. Uh, because he single-handedly is the reason why they're on an eight-game win streak not really but still oh uh, the dodgers what can we say about this team uh r.i.p. vin scully it has given this team the the firepower that they have needed uh, but when you're the best team on paper it just paper speaks it speaks volumes they're on an eight-game win streak They are 9-1 and of their last 10 games. They have the best run differential at plus 226. It is extremely daunting. They are 16 games ahead of the Padres. That's the largest lead in a division in all of baseball. Oh, the Padres. You kept it interesting. But the five-game win streak did not hurt. It, It did not help. But even if that didn't happen... Let's just pretend that they were on a five-game win streak. They would still be 11 games back. and But now they're 16 games back. And it's just, uh, Tatis hasn't come back. And that's just, you're in a tough division. And you're, it's, just, it's, it's it's rough for you guys. I mean, the Dodgers, you just you keep looking at them. And it's just, you can look at them for days. It's the, the love is being spread around. Cody Belger quietly having a good season. 15 bombs on the year. Yeah, 212 batting average. But he, like Yelich, the lefties, the southpaws are making their return. Mookie Betts, 25 bombs on the year, 881 OPS. Freddie Freeman, 926 OPS. He's batting 324 with a 400 on base percentage. 526 slugging. I mean... Those are amazing numbers right there. Uh, Golly, he is making the most of his time in LA. Trey Turner, eight forty four OPS with eighteen bombs in the air. This guy, I mean, you've got a he's he's a top three shortstop in the league. I mean, he's just um, absolutely unbelievable. The pitching of the Dodgers, that's what really sets him apart. Uh, You have four starting pitchers with ERAs below three. I mean, I mean, come on, like Tyler Anderson, 272, Julio Ries 257, Tony Gonsolin, 230, Clayton Kershaw, 264. And this is all you're not even putting Walker Buehler into the equation, into the equa- uh, equation. And when this guy gets back into to the swing of things, Walker Buehler is a fantastic pitcher. It's just that you could say that they have the best rotation in baseball. And you can make a legitimate argument for that. And Craig Kimberl he's your closer? I mean, it's just, it's endless. this It's just the Dodgers are a scary team. And let's just say they're pretty high up on our power makings. but we will get to that in a sec. Uh, last but not least, I want to cover the Padres. If the season ended today, they would be in the wild card. So all is not lost. They are 16 games back, yes, but in the wild card, they are in the mix. They would be the number three team. They have a one-game lead over the Brewers. Um, But I just think this team has too much talent on it to be worried. I certainly wouldn't be worried. Manny Machado is still a stud. Um, The offense, the love is shared in full. You got Jake Cronenworth. 11 bombs on the year, 726 ops. Jerks and Profar, 12 bombs, 759 ops. Trent Grisham, 13 bombs on the year as well. And when it comes to the pitching, Joe Musgrove, a 3.00 era, fantastic. You Darvis, 326, 28. My my apologies. This guy's a workhorse. Uh, He's still relevant. He is still useful. Maniah, 4.74 ERA. You want to see that go down a bit? Uh, Blake Snell, man, that guy has—he's been quite a bust. Uh, even though it's a 3.96 OPS, he just hasn't put in the innings. But let's do our Fernando Tatis checks, shall we? This guy—he's got to come back. He's on the 60-day IL, and as of two days ago, the manager believes that he is on track for a mid-August-ish quote, return. Mid-August-ish. Well, when Tatis comes back, which is looking like he will, he will come back and, I mean, he if he can actually, you know, make it rain, watch out. Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis. I mean, that's scary. <laughs> When it comes to the offense. And you when your pitching's rock solid, you have a really scary offense on paper. This is a team that can make it deep. So unlike the Brewers, who I'm completely writing off, I'm not writing off the padres. Yes, we talked about them at the beginning. The five-game losing streak. Yes, yes, yes. But this team's it's too good. They have too many pieces for that to be a continuing trend. I think they still have a legitimate side of shot of winning the wild card, especially once Soto and bell get settled in. If Joe Musgrove and Darvish can continue to carry their team the way they are, then there's no reason why this team can't not only make the playoffs, via the wild card, but also make a pretty decent run. So, um, it's still a party up in San Diego. So there you go. It's, that is the scope of things. It's these wild card races are definitely interesting, whereas the divisions are not as tight. The wild card games are really where it's the most excitement. The Baltimore Orioles, <laughs> with and O'Dor, one game
0: back, <laughs> right, he's, he's totally been the driving force <laughs> of that team.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, he's uh, sparring with them in the clubhouse. Uh, hey, let me show you how I how I beat up Jose Batista, <laughs> you know, uh, at least he, it, he's got the beard back and
0: he's probably a lot happier. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so- the, uh, the, the, the environments of places like, uh, like you know, uh, basically anywhere else, uh, other than the Yankees, you know, where you can have the beard. And I think, you know, it's, it's funny. Like uh, the, the, the Bronx is a working class area of, uh, of New York city, but it's like, it's basically taken over by like these like, <laughs> uh, uh, like Tony business uh, businessman types here that are like, no, you must be clean shaven over, over yes. all the time and stuff like that. But cities of Baltimore, the cities of Boston, they embrace the blue collar. They're like, you know what, as much facial facial hair as you want, however you want it to have at it, and uh, it's a uh, it's it's a good place for uh, for him to be right there uh in the harbor in Baltimore. Um, yes. I'm happy for him. I'm happy that
1: he's on a competitive team. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the like Baltimore Orioles. You're not the laughing stock of baseball. Uh, no, you're, you're from, not. You are far from it. Uh, Oakland Athletics, on the other hand, Washington Nationals, yikes and double yikes the whole way through. The Nationals, a negative 199 run differential.
0: That's a just... six game losing streak right now. <laughs> <laughs> two and eight in their last 10 Yeah. Games. What a fall from grace that team's been. But
1: uh let's cat things off with our latest no doubter rankings. Number ten, the twins moving down two spots. Getting a little cold, but they still deserve the praise. The Padres going down three spots. When you lose five in a row despite the acquisitions, you get knocked down. But they are still number nine. Blue Jays are a hot team. They're starting to really come into their own. They come in at number eight. Number seven, the Phillies, people. This is a team that is here to stay. They are coming in at the number seven position. Cardinals going up three spots again at the number six position. They have taken the NL Central by storm, and they deserve the praise in the world. And now it's the top five teams. It's the same top five teams that we always talk about. There have been some shakeups. Braves maintain their lead at the number five position. Yankees go down a spot at number four. The Astros were the top dogs, but now they are at number three.
0: Finally, the Met- they drop some- something. Oh, I know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know, the insider cooking, Where you know where is it been, right? <laughs> uh, I could have put the Astros at number two, but I decided to give the Mets some love. They have been playing very, very well. They are at number two. And then you have to put the Dodgers at number one. It's just, at this point, I mean, they are the hottest team in baseball. So they deserve it. They have the most wins. They have the highest one differential. Eight-game winning streak. It's just, they're the best. But it, it, we gave, we alluded to these teams. You have these top four teams in particular. Dodgers-Mets, Astros-Yankees. You know, it's looking like those four teams being the teams in the championship series. I would hope that at least one of those four teams is not in and that we do have a little bit of a shakeup. But if we just go by records, it's those four teams. You got L.A., New York, Houston, New York. It's just all big markets. I am hoping that the Braves you know do an upset. I would love for the Cardinals to make it deep. I'd love for the Blue Jays to make it deep. I just I hope it's not those besides the Astros. I hope the other three teams. I hope it's a sw- it, 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 it's a mix up. It would be cool to see the Mets go deep. The Otters and Yankees I really don't care, but but we'll see. We'll see what happens, but there you go week 17 we we've got we're we're almost there it's going to the regular season is going to be over in the blink of an eye, but thank y'all so much for joining us. be sure to subscribe. We're taking you all the way to the end, baby subscribe to no doubt. Or wherever you listen to this episode, we are available on all major podcast platforms. Leave us a five star review. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at no doubt or pod. You can follow me at boom boss at 21 on Twitter, Travis loftily at Travis Loftley. subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel. So you can see our beautiful faces. So Tomorrow night, we're having Ashley Sanders come back on the pod for the third time. She's going to tell us all about her excitement. So if you want to actually see her while we are streaming, you need to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We have a lot to talk about with Ashley Sanders. That's happening tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. So hear it, see it, whatever you want. Uh, You can see that and our port scores, which we are going to be doing a whole lot more of, we promise. Um, Please sure to... Join our Patreon if you... Let's say you've been listening to our show week after week after week. We would love it if you threw $2, $5, $10 our way. It helps recoup the costs. We want to give a shout-out to the longest-standing patron, Tad Bostick, and Patreon producer, Don Hale. You two make this show possible. We thank y'all each and every week, and you deserve it. So we thank y'all so much. You make the show possible. And lastly, check out the merch store, people. Mugs, t-shirts, hoodies, baseball shirts... Clothes for the whole family. It is all there in the description below. You just click it, you order it, it goes straight to your door. You could be rocking it out this summer and winter, whatever the occasion. All the links in the the description below.
0: This episode of No Dadder is
1: produced by Eric Bonstick and Travis Slocky and edited by Travis Foster.
0: Our logo was designed by Lindsay Zoblit.